This is Latina Lesbian Podcast. Join us and let us guide you into your healing journey. I am your host, Evelyn Golden. As you can tell already, uh, Natalie will be joining us in the future episodes. For this one, it's just going to be me and a special guest, my elder brother, Ezekiel Golden. He's going to be sharing personal experiences, advice, and his own healing journey. All right, guys, so we're here. I actually have my brother here with me. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Hi, first of all, hi, everybody. Um, Evelyn, hi, this is my sister. Uh, my name is Ezekiel Golden. I am 36 years old, and I currently live in Houston, Texas. You know, I want our listeners to know, you know, how they can start their own healing journey, because at the end of the day, that's all of our main goal. And, you know, I want to ask you, how did you begin your healing journey? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, healing is such a personal journey, and there's not one right way to do it. You know, it could. There's a million ways to heal. Well, of course, we've all been through different situations that you know have caused trauma. The big word, trauma, the buzzword. Right, uh, the buzzword. <laughs> yeah, I think it's almost trendy trauma. But at the end of the day, don't we all have it? Yep, we all even have it. If, some type of trauma, if right? If it's big or small, I think that we all have that in common. Some people deny having it, but I think at the end of the day, we all we've all been through our things. Um, mine. Well, where can I start? I'll, I'll try to summarize it. I think like if a lot of us, our trauma starts, you know, in childhood. Um, not blaming our parents. Personally, not blaming our parents. I think that. Every journey starts, you know, when you're when you, the child. I think parents make a lot of mistakes. Everybody's parents. Um, it very varies from you know very bad to little mistakes. But I think there's no manual in being a parent, um, especially with me. That well, the firstborn, and and I just I don't think my parents knew. Our parents knew what they were doing. As of many parents, you know, you right. can be the most. You can be the most prepared yeah. person, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we, it would never be good enough. So I think it starts there. Um, you know, my parents were young. Like I said, they made a lot of mistakes. I don't want to go into it because it's too long, but I want to say my healing journey starts when I become self-aware of the trauma that I had from my parents you know, making mistakes. So my healing journey starts there. Um, it also, it, it starts there, but also I was self-aware because I was in a seven, almost eight-year relationship. I'm, I'm gay. I consider myself, oh, I am gay. Um, he, him. Um, and I was in a gay relationship, you know, my first love, very intense, very toxic, Sorry to cut you off there. Um, what would you consider like a toxic relationship within your personal experience? Man, well, with us, it was 
from my part, again, I made a lot of mistakes in our relationship as well. Again, seeing what I saw growing up, mm-hmm. thinking it was normal, you know, as, as Latinos as well. You know, you grew up seeing, you know, the fights and the drama and um, we, we almost normalize it. It's almost like a joke right. in the Latino community, yeah, which is bad. Like the machismo, but, uh, the beating of the wife, the, machi- the, the machismo, violence. The- the violence <laughs> yeah um, so i grew up with a lot of that and again we were both very young we were maybe in our late teens early 20s um and it was just toxic and you know we both made a lot of mistakes and i at the end of, at the end he cheated and i was completely devastated um he cheated yes that ended it after eight years, but it was toxic since toxic, excuse me, since since the beginning. Yeah. And I was so desperate to heal, which I thought then was of the cheating. I have a really quick question for you. Yes, of course. So from all that trauma, I mean you said that you started to normalize what like was there violence between you guys? Like what what exactly was like toxic? Because I know he eventually um cheated on you. But um, can you be a little bit more specific on that? Where can I start? Of course, violence, which was awful. Um, I almost, we almost normalize it because we're two men, right. you know? So, so we said, we would always say, well, we're two men, which is, of course, it's not normal, nor okay, which is still awful. But we, we almost normalize it because we were two men and... I mean, I'm not beating my wife up, you know, which is just as bad, if not worse. Um, yeah. So I think, I think there, I think a lot of um, jealousy, um, you know, verbal abuse, a lot of codependency. Like I couldn't go out without his permission. He go, he couldn't go out without mine. If he didn't like one of my friends, I had to stop seeing like a lot of codependency, a lot of issues that. Then I didn't know I saw it as normal because growing up, I grew up like that. And second of all, we both would apply that into our relationship as young gay men. Mm-hmm. But when we when we get separated, I'm so distraught and I'm so d- desperate to heal that I remember I would call my mom crying and I would just be like, I wish I could just take a pill to stop feeling this pain. I think I was truly depressed for at least one year. And it took me many years to get over it. But what really helped me start healing was I was reading every book, every self-help book on relationship. I wanted to know the psychology behind cheating. Why do people cheat? I was just so encouraged to be better, to feel better that it was truly a blessing in disguise because it really made me self-aware. I didn't know what trauma was. I didn't know all these buzzwords. And back then, I mean, this was years ago. Back then, it wasn't... It wasn't a thing, right? Especially in the Latino community, you know, we tell our parents, oh, I'm depressed. They'll tell you, pray, or, you know, clean, or you're bored. Or many Latinos, like, you see all the TikToks and the memes, like, when you tell your mom you're depressed, and it's almost... A joke, but I think in the Latino community, it's so not taking seriously, you know. Yeah. But again, going, but going back to the healing, I think that was a true, true blessing in disguise because not that I'm perfect, but I am most definitely not that dumb 
little boy that I was many years ago, you know, and it made me better and it made me stronger and it made me who I am now. And it made me a hundred percent times better for any new partners that I've had. You know what I mean? So it made me self-aware. I learned about healing traumas. Um, and of course, many other things in, about relationships and about myself as well. So it was truly um, uplifting in disguise. Right. How can somebody start being aware? I think that's the most important thing to to talk about because somebody can be stuck in a cycle forever and they just can't get out until, like you said, until you're aware that's the beginning of a healing journey. So how can somebody, you know, get out of the situation that they're in and then be self-aware. What would you recommend them to do? What would be the first step? Man, it just varies so much because every different every situation is so common. I mean, there's there's straight relationship with you know when there's children involved and the and the mom thinks that she has to stay because the children, which is worse because they they um they see it all and it, it just creates their own trauma since then. Um, but I think just self-awareness, just just being so hurt that you you try to to heal, you try to literally like a cut, like you have a cut in your skin and you you want to make it heal. And a lot of people, think, I think a lot of people don't know where to even start. I think for somebody that, you know that's listening that doesn't know where to start, I think as cliche as it sounds, God, you know, I'm grateful for that as well because it, it truly made me get close to the Lord, praying, praying, and reading. Uh, pray, you know, the Lord listens to you. Of course, I know not everybody's religious. I understand that. That was part of my journey. But reading, reading the information, seeing about groups, other people that are going through the same thing as you, I can assure you there's a million people out there with the same problem. And they have gotten out on it, and so can you. So can everybody. But I think knowledge is is the key to self awareness. Trying to be better for you, and and being so tired of being miserable, like I was, that you start doing your own research. And now it's such a blessing. We have Google, we have social media, so many things that man. Even even when I went through it eight seven yeah. years ago. Um, there, you know, there was there was not as much help as now there is. So I think that if you really want to help yourself, just do your research and and find communities that um, are going through the same thing. I think that would be very helpful. That's really crazy that you mentioned how it wasn't a thing back then. Because now we have all these resources, right? Now we can listen to everything. And guys, you just have to remember that you have to go out there and listen to podcasts. Go out there and try to help yourself. And, you know, I know that you brought up God and I want to, you know, like you said, there's a a lot of people that are not religious, which is understandable. A lot of people who just don't believe in anything or just believe in manifestation. But guys, I really want to point something out and it's crazy, but everything does tie up together. The Bible, manifestations, positive energy and healing. It's all part of the bigger picture. So I wanted to ask you, how do you connect all these elements to help you heal and help you get through the day every day? Man, well, like I said, I only got I only got close to the Lord um, when I was when my healing journey. 
Um, I did a little bit of everything. And then, you know, my mom would always tell me, just pray, just pray. And I would be like, no, mom, I, 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 it's nothing. <laughs> it's, it's not going to fix anything. If right. I, pray, I would pray, but I wouldn't really pray. And again, it's such a personal thing, you know. Everybody's time, you know, is very personal. I'm no one to push, especially my religion, into nobody. Because I don't even think it's about religion. It's about getting... And you don't have to pray to God. You can pray to the universe, to your own beliefs. And again, it does tie all with each other, which is really, it's really a beautiful thing. Um, like I said, I my change, my life changed completely once I started, once, once I got over that breakup and I was, had so much knowledge and I got closer to, I was more spiritual. That's when I started manifesting good things in my life. Why is it so important to stay consistent when, with all of this? It's important because manifestation and your relationship with the higher being is, it's constant. It's not a one-time thing. Um, I know you know about manifestation. It's you, you, you attract how you feel and I, it's harder than, than it sounds. Of course, um, I'm, I'm sure listeners, a lot of them know about manifestation. Uh, we know about manifesting, you know, you want, you just want to manifest a better life. You want to manifest good things. And if you're down and you're being toxic and you are going through negative things, um, that's the hardest part to stay positive. The The hardest thing to conquer is build a positive mind, you have a positive life, which is hard right. because, you know, it happens happen all the time. Yeah. We have shitty days and we, you know, but... For me personally, my life didn't start getting better until I changed my attitude. Gratitude is incredible. Gratitude will change your life, but it changed mine. Even if you're going through, man, I remember I was between apartments and I had this tiny apartment and I had a little bed and I knew better days were coming. I think we've all gone through hard days, but you just have to tell yourself better days are coming and be grateful. Be grateful for the phone that you have be grateful for the air you breathe the little things that you have right yeah of course i mean we are not billionaires but we have health and we truly if we truly master the mind we can master we can literally have anything we have i you know we are short on time i can't i have many stories um and it's almost incredible how to the t i've manifested things as you know i I've, i've moved a lot I moved, I lived in Arizona, um, in Texas, in Oklahoma, and I've met incredible, incredible people. I almost see my life like a, like a, like a movie, a book. <laughs> like a movie yeah. or a book, right? Like I, uh, guys, I just, I, I'm the one who's like more, most stable, like I'm a stable one. And then my brother just like loves to travel. He, he doesn't get scared. He's like, you know what? I'm just leaving with my phone. And a Walmart bag, or a purse, or a bag, and I'm I'm dipping, I'm leaving, and he he could just start from zero, and like months later, he has his shit together. Like it's insane how fast, you know. But and that's because he he trusts in God, he believes, and he keeps manifesting, and that is so powerful. How like somebody can just leave a city, and then just really trust do. themselves. I, I really do. I've left. I could sell everything in the apartment, <laughs> leave leave with one bag. And I'll, I'll move, you know, to another place. And I'll, like, I, I moved to Houston almost. I was supposed to move to Arizona. 
I didn't work out. I was went to go visit y'all for like a month, my right. parents, and then moved to Houston. Didn't have anything planned. Um, no job, nothing, right? Like nothing no at all. Mm-hmm. I probably had a thousand dollars in my pocket, but <laughs> you have to have faith, and you can't be scared. You can't be scared. I, I have friends, and they tell me, "How do you do it? You're crazy." And I'm like, "You just have to throw yourself." <laughs> you just have to do little, it. I was a little bit over a year ago. You know, now I have you know the job that I want. I, I I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm dating a wonderful guy, and 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 I'm excited to see what he's. But you know what, sister? I think that I'm on a station. I really think you know I'm getting older, and um, I feel crazy, it too. I feel it. You just, yeah. I, I can feel your energy and you're just so happy that I, you feel so comfortable and safe and secure. I really, I really like it whenever you guys have a chance to visit Houston. It's such an amazing place. Um, every city I've lived in, you know, it's it's been great, but I think Houston and I, you know, I, I, I God's willing, I, I'm ready to stay here and, wow. you know, start a family and, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Good, good stuff. Awesome. No, I'm really, really, really happy for you, brother. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. And I just want to see my family, my siblings growing and just being the best version of the, of yourselves. I, you know, I feel like a lot of people are stereotypic about religion because I feel like our families, our generational chains have like stopped us or made us feel afraid of like the Bible and church Um and just so you guys know, we're very religious. It's weird because I'm like a lesbian. My brother's gay, as you know. Um, and we're all very religious. And we just want you guys to understand that, you know, you could also be faithful. You can believe in God. You can have a relationship with God and also be your true self. And I just, I want to ask you, brother, you know, why people get so scared because of Mexican families, because of religions, just religions alone. But what advice would you give somebody who, you know, is a terribly afraid of, of religion or who's had a terrible experience in their past? I think um in our you know, in our case, especially growing up as as, you know, queer kids, um, I think and not just not just, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure people a lot of people all over the world, you grow up and you they tell you that being gay is bad. You know, that my personal story is that I grew up, you know, I came out in my mid, very young, um, and you, you, you know, you're bad, you're going to go to hell. It's you, being gay is bad. They tell and, you that, yeah. And, and I think a lot of gay and queer people and gay people and anybody from the LGBT community, um, you know, that's why they are not very spiritual. And again, I'm not saying you have to be spiritual with the law, with my religion. It's good to be spiritual, you know, mind, body, and soul. And I think growing up, everybody that comes out, it's something that parents and, and society throws in your face. You know, society pick, picks and chooses out of the Bible and any other religion. We're just saying because we are both Christian, me and my sister. Right. But, um, and any religion, and, and you know, they grow up saying it's, it's a sin. So I think a lot of teens or you know young adult queer people that come out, um, 
that's one of the things they, they shame you that it's that's bad and it's a sin. So I think people like myself, I grew up, you know, thinking that God didn't love me. I grew up thinking that God didn't love me. So I, 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 you know, I think all my twenties, I was, I wasn't, and my mom would go to church and I would just kind of roll my eyes and I'd be like, oh, it's so lame. And, you know, I was just, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just like, I was not, I was not interested. I think again, um, as you know, my parents both became very religious. Um, and I talked to my dad a lot. My dad's like my best friend and, you know, we have a lot of conversations and he told me one time, I was already like in my late twenties. He, um, tells me, I want you to know that God doesn't, you know, if people judge you, um, nobody could judge you, but God, as long as you're a good person, of, of course, he meaning, because, you know, I told him that I feel like God didn't love me because I was gay. And he told me that that's not true, that the Lord created everybody in their image. So, you know, a lot of people don't understand that people are born gay. Um, Again, I say who would choose this lifestyle? It's a hard one, you know, Mm -hmm. especially especially straight people. I still have coworkers like in their 50s tell me that, oh, you know, you're so handsome. Why would you choose that lifestyle? No way. For real? Middle-aged women, and it's mostly women. It's really women? Mm-hmm. Like ladies. <laughs> I just don't even bother. You know, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I can't educate everybody or, or be bickering. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I think the people, you know, that that's why they, they get. But the Lord loves all of us. The Lord right. loves all of us. And... Once I understood that, that's when I started getting close to religion, and, and I just, I just, it just spoke to me, and it's what worked for me. And it elevates you know, your it, energy in a way you feel loved, right? It's like your your spirit becomes alive, and your job is just to keep in that high vibration level, right? Yeah, of course. And again, it goes on hand in hand. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's crazy how manifestation of religion, and not just you know Christianity. A lot of religions, it goes hand in hand um, about feeling good and and you know praying. You're manifesting. You're you're asking a higher being um, to help you with life, and and it does. It, it truly does. And Again, um, we only say Christians because that's what me and my sister are. But every religion, as long as you feel you could talk to and and pray to your god or your higher being i feel like that is almost needed for right it's like some type or form of like meditating and i know you mentioned that you know society picks and chooses from the bible can you can we get into detail like i really want to talk about that man where to start you know it's everybody everybody especially I don't want to. I don't want to pick at anybody in specific, but especially like, you know, the tios and tias. You know, it's because in the Bible it says, "But what are they doing? They're divorcing. They're cheating on their spouse. They're uh, lying, stealing. You know, and okay, it's all a sin. But they want to specify um, what sin people. they don't like and what sins they do like. You know what I mean? Yeah. They pick and choose. What about the part of like where where it says um? Because I know you know the whole thing. I I don't really know how to like say it. 
Um, but if you can tell us like that specific part in the Bible where they mention um, no man should be with no man. Oh, yeah. Well, I was telling you. So there's this rabbi, there's this priest here. Um, actually, no, I'm like, I met him in Arizona in Phoenix. And he was going on, um, he was asked. He was going, well, the Bible, as you know, has been interpreted, it's been translated millions of times. It's been taken out of constant. It's been, things have been changed on it. So yeah. in, in Hebrew, when it started, it said, um, originally it spoke man because that's the only time it speaks about homosexuality and it doesn't speak about lesbianism lesbians it speaks only about homosexuality and it's only that verse it says man will not lay with man as man lays with women right so the priest the, the father was saying that originally it states man will not lay with, with boy as lay with woman wow Speak, Speaking, of course, of pedophilia, you know, man, when I lay with, oh my with God. boy, um, of course, it's been, it got lost in translation many times, and now it's man, oh when I lay God. with man. So it's like a lot of things, you know, like, again, I am a Christian. I know that the Bible has been tempered with and has been changed many times. So I don't really go for the Bible. I let it more, I use it more as a guide, you know, what speaks to me. Yeah. Um, and of course, not literal because it has been changed so much. So many things have been taken. It's whatever. It. It's whatever resonates with you, right? Yeah, of course, whatever resonates. Um, and I use it more as a as a as a guide, as a guide for you know being close to the Lord, manifestation, and not so literal as a lot of people in the old days and still now do. Wow, we've been like having such a great conversation, Zeke, and I'm just I'm just so happy that our listeners get to hear this and your personal beliefs and experiences. So thank you so much for that. So Zeke, any advice for our listeners, you know, that are just trying to get better with healing, with manifestation, or even just trying to get close to God? Somebody who, you know, for all of our queer listeners and gays and lesbians that, you know, are listen to us. What can you tell them? What advice can you tell them with your experiences? My advice is that you are not alone. Even if your family, you know, I know a lot of our brothers and sisters in the gay community, the LGBT community, you know, they feel alone. But sometimes the family that is not there for you, you get to choose your own family. And, you know, it will get better. It will get better. You're not alone. Be strong and, and do your research. Look for a community like you. Because I promise you, there's somebody that's going through the same thing as, as you are. Um, do, do your research. Find a community close to you. Um, if you need the help, look for the, for the resources to get the help. For me personally, it, it was that. It, it was, I was... My my healing was about my you know my my breakup. That's and what actually truly, eventually started it, right? Yes, but you know what? Like I said, it's truly it was truly a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. um, the Lord is it's such like I said, it's such a personal thing. But pray if you, if you don't believe in God, pray to a higher being, pray to the universe to feel better, 
to do better, and I promise you, better days will come. Don't think we are trying to push religion to you and try to convince you otherwise. Like we're not. We're just trying to open your eyes, help you begin your healing journey, see what's out there, see your options. But that's really much it. That is really up to you. We're just here to help you share our experiences and help you heal brother well thank you so much for being here making the time to talk to us i'm sure listeners really really appreciate all your advice and experiences so thank you so much for sharing it i hope we can do this again hopefully of course yeah whenever you want to i'd love to awesome well thank you so much again and just to remind you guys we will be posting future episodes this is not over yet okay so don't don't forget uh just stay tuned you know to whenever we post our next future episodes we are very excited we're just working on them right now and of course i know you miss natalie but she will also be in the episode so don't worry so as always signing off miss golden Stay golden. Stay golden, guys.